0: Everybody, welcome to
1: the Macabre Podcast Universe. It's the podcast that exists
0: to prove people wrong when
1: they say sequels are never better than the originals.
0: And we are going back into the clay that founded us. We're going back a century, perhaps thousands of years, and thousands of years all the way back to the genesis when that big robot instructed us to make a podcast, trying yep. to make a loose analogy. Yep. yep. And we, so for those of you who have been fans for a long time, you know that we've covered Marvel and now that we're caught up, we cover them as they come out. Yes. So last weekend, we went and saw Eternals, the new Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, and if you don't know, when we cover a new release like this, we're going to keep it spoiler free until a certain point, and then there will literally be a song, a spoiler alert song, and then we'll go through the plot. You've been warned. So, well, you can hang out, because we're not going to spoil anything.
1: You've been warned about the later stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But here we are. This was a movie that is (laughs) directed by... (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to figure out a way to start. (laughs) Do you, do you have anything to kind of kick us off here, Jordan?
1: No, I would just like to get into it as soon as possible.
0: Okay. This movie is bad. Can we say that?
1: It's boring.
0: I I, I really dislike this movie. Yeah. Now, uh, it, it's a little bit complicated because on a, like, basis of film, I there's certain things about this movie that if they were done in a way that I thought was better, I would be very happy about. Because we've talked about the how Marvel is a very homogenized brand. Mm-hmm. You see one movie, they all kind of look the same, and then occasionally something sticks out, like a Thor Ragnarok, a Guardians of the Galaxy, but those are kind of few and far between. And when they announced that they were doing Eternals, and they got Oscar-winning director Chloe Zhao to direct mm-hmm. it, at the time, she hadn't won an Oscar yet, but still. It was kind of like, whoa, what is this going to be? Yeah. And I'm seeing the trailers, and I'm like, this looks different. Yeah. It's still not super colorful, but that's also kind of her style. So it's like, this is kind of leaning into her style. Is it,
1: I just feel like Nomadland had a color palette. H- had a very, uh, had like a theme.
0: Yeah, and I well, think this movie does blue. as well. Okay. It, it It more focuses on gold.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Very much so. Um, but so on the one hand, here, here's what I'm going to say to, to present the movie as we get going. I truly believe that this is a Chloe Zhao movie and I think she was able to do what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I want Marvel to keep allowing directors to do that. Yeah. But much like something in DC where they just allow a director to go crazy and I don't like it. That's what this is. That's an example where this breaks down. But what I'm going to critique on this movie is not so much the filmmaking itself, but I think the story, the acting, and the characters are on just a basis, like, writing level bad Mm -hmm. and not well thought out and not good. And this movie is so long.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I made a tweet today where I said it was weird that Eternals was seven hours long, but a bold move. Because it truly... I mean, this movie, it felt like we were sitting down to watch like Lawrence of Arabia or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. And at the
0: end of the day, you're like, come on, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, Let's get it, done it with it. it felt long. So that's kind of how I want to start it. You, your turn now.
1: Well, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give away spoilers. But okay, I will say that pretty early on in the movie, pretty early on in the movie, uh-huh. I just got that pit in my stomach of crap where is this going and many uh, that that just happens when i'm watching a movie and that i would say so, it, more times than not is probably not a good quality i have uh-huh. cuz it, it so i have to sometimes fight that urge to like completely dismiss the movie too right. early and then yeah. and then i just start picking things apart um but that being said that was kind of this movie it was just hard Early on, to not be confused about what was going on and like choices being made, and and then I, I it got to a point where I'm like, oh my gosh, I I'm feeling this way, and there's so much movie left. No, there's so much movie I know. left. Like I wish I could have turned this off. I know, and I like still feel this way after sleeping on it, but like borderline don't want to like I borderline want to pretend this doesn't exist in the MCU. Cinematic universe. Yeah.
0: So yes, I I like what this movie represents in an artistic realm for hopefully future directors. Um, but again, I think the movie's pretty dang bad. But I, I have seen a lot of people that I respect that are like, "Wow, they're, the MCU is finally letting people do stuff." But I'm like, yeah, but
1: not. But this. at what cost? <laughs> Making <laughs> me so bored for two hours.
0: I know. Yeah, I. I think for me and and when we go over plot I'll get into it but there was a point and I I want to guess it was around half hour to 45 minutes in where I was like okay I don't like this.
1: Well this is my thing too is like I I am for giving directors what they want to do what they want to do. Yeah. Let the creativity fly. But the, good example
0: Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide
1: Squad. But the the issue is that it, so like yes risks are being taken but it, the movie was still so cookie cutter in some ways. Right. So it's like, okay, sure, maybe visually, like the cinematography was there, but honestly, that's it. Because yeah. everything else was so lacking. There were like. Bits and pieces of, of uh, a hint of a character having something interesting that was like, oh, let's follow that, and then they like forgot that this character existed for thirty minutes, and then, (laughs) and then like, they, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff like that, and there were like some some world building stuff that's like that's kind of interesting, but it's breaking my brain, in terms of what we've gone through for the past. 20 something movies or however many movies it is. I don't know, but I don't think it's 20, but
0: I think it's 26. Now, I
1: think. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like going through so much of that and them establishing that for so long, it is like, yeah, it's time for Marvel. That's a new phase. They're taking different new risks that we haven't seen yeah. in the past 26 movies, but to the point where it's like, Oh, so nothing the Avengers does matters. Yeah. At the end of the day. Anything that Thanos did didn't matter yes. at the end of the day. And I know that that's, that's what I'm saying is it kind of like breaks my brain.
0: And that's, uh, I think that's a valid point for the MCU. And I know that's a comic book but thing. But I was going to say, yeah, comic book wise, that doesn't like hurt me at and all. And yeah. I don't
1: read the comics. So maybe yeah. that's just my disadvantage going into these things. But it's hard. It just breaks my brain.
0: Yeah. So... So like what you're saying is like we have Thanos who's supposed to be like the biggest baddie ever. Which and I then, know that's like, not
1: necessarily true. Like you like yeah. I know they were building up to it for a long time and it was they did a really good job and they did it. Yeah. But it wouldn't make sense for this next phase to be, like, it's. there's someone that's just as big out there because we have thousands of comic books and, like, hundreds of other villains who are just as bad as him. Yeah. It's like I, I have to, like, force myself to allow... To, to to be okay with that possibility. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So I, I admit that part of that's me.
0: But, but I mean, may, maybe, like, a compromise is maybe this movie shouldn't be, like, the third... or the fourth movie after Thanos... Yeah, if it's supposed to be this big of an event. Yeah, but also I, it's like I I do get what you're saying. I yeah. just don't feel that way. Yeah, but I think it's actually a pretty valid point. I just hadn't even thought about it till now. Um, so w- what's what's weird about this is Eternals is are these characters that were both created and written and drawn by Jack Kirby, as you know, many people know one of the titans of comic books. Mm-hmm. And what I find fascinating, when they announced this project, I, as I hadn't quite gotten into as much comics as I read now, but I was still dabbling in comics and I was kind of like, who are the Eternals? Yeah. And then I I read a run that was written by Neil Gaiman and I thought it was okay slash I didn't really like it. Yeah. And then everything I heard from comic book nerds and fans and stuff like that was like, oh yeah, the Eternals is that series that every few years they try and, create it doesn't sell well and then they cancel it yeah and uh so they've been around since the 70s but they've never been popular yeah and they've never like we talked about how iron man was like a b marvel player i think eternals is more like a c minus
1: oh wow they might
0: even be less popular than shang chi
1: Oh, wow. And
0: Shang-Chi, we talked about earlier this year, yeah. was not a popular character either. Yeah. So when they announced this, I'm like, that's cool. Here are some people they can kind of do whatever they want yeah. with. But um, <laughs> I walked out of the movie and I was kind of like, oh, boy. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of other characters I think I'd rather see before we're scrounging for Eternals. Right. And it, it makes me think of that... Kind of the joke of the Suicide Squad, how they have characters like Ratcatcher 2 and Polka Dot Man and all these things yeah. where it feels like, uh, and this was in a review I read, but James Gunn was kind of like, how long are we going to put up with learning about new heroes? Yeah. Like, I'm going to throw in people you've never heard yeah. of because this trend has gone on for so those many years now. Were those characters created for that movie? No, no, no. Those oh, are real characters, okay. but, but he it's like, kind
1: of like he dug in deep for some really <laughs> yeah, it's out like box. Yeah,
0: your average person doesn't know who Ratcatcher is. Yeah, you know. Um, so I, I was like excited by that idea. Then seeing the movie, I'm like, oh boy! And it seems like they have a lot of plans for these characters. The way it ended.
1: Uh oh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right.
0: Um, and I, I like. The the post credit scenes, and I won't say what they were for until afterward. I was like, I don't need this. I don't mm, need mm. this. Can be its own thing, and we can be done with mm, this. Mm. Now, maybe I'm being a little harsh, but uh, it is how I feel. Mm. Um, so let's maybe get into who made it a little bit. So uh, directed by Chloe Zhao, and here's where already the pot gets weird. So the story is by Ryan Furpo, who made a documentary called Bet, Rays Fold about online poker.
1: Oh my gosh, it's so cool.
0: Uh, Kaz Kirpo, who... Um,
1: made a he, documentary about online poker. Well, he
0: did this... This is a quote um, he, from his bio. He uh, worked on the front lines of the Syrian refugee crisis, creating the Refugee Project, a multimedia chronicle that premiered at South by Southwest. Cool. So you have these... Two people story by who make r- documentaries.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah.
0: So already I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It's not unheard of. Yeah. But it is a little weird. Yeah. Then you have the screenplay by those two guys, um, Chloe Zhao, uh, Patrick Burley, Bur- Burle, who did Peter Rabbit 2 and did... Um, the Black Knight movie that is filming at the moment. Black Knight, hmm. not a character that's later referenced in this movie. A different Black Knight that is directed by Gendy Tartako- Tart- Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky.
1: Oh, is that an animated movie?
0: I don't know. Oh, but okay. Whatever that is, if Gendy's behind it, I want I want to give him money to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird way to. I think
1: they just finished uh, this next season of Primal. Oh. Just so you know.
0: Thank you, Jordan. I You don't follow him? I do follow him, but oh, okay. I, I don't see all that stuff. Um so what I want to point out here is Chloe Zhao last year made a movie called Nomad Land. It yep. won Best Picture, and Best it's Actress. A
1: really good movie.
0: It is amazing.
1: It's really good.
0: Very happy it won.
1: Beautiful movie. Visually, the story is so wonderful. It, it felt very real. I mean, it is based on a memoir. So, but yeah, it, it's just a very real movie. Yes. That, so therefore, like hearing that she is making a Marvel movie, it's like, that's an interesting choice in a cool way. Yeah. And if anything, it will look good.
0: Right. And I do think this movie looks great.
1: For it looks the good, most but part. like I said last night, I was With an so for bored me. during this movie and disliked it so greatly that I didn't even care how it looked, unfortunately. Yes. And it did, it does look good.
0: Well, so, okay, so I'm going to fold back on a couple of points. So, as far as visuals go, I think that the movie looked great. It was fun seeing real locations mm-hmm. in movies that have now gotten to where they only shoot them in blue screen. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a scene in Black Widow, I don't know if you remember... But it's Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson sitting outside a bench in like yeah, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. That That's was a
1: blue screen. That
0: was all CG. Everything except for the table was CG. Bloring. And you know, I saw this floating around but I Twitter. Guess I'm
1: impressive because I didn't know that.
0: Well, well, that was the thing. It was floating around Twitter as like, look at how amazing this is. And then everyone on film <laughs> Twitter was kind of like, why didn't you just shoot yeah. outside? Yeah. And so on this movie, they were like, Chloe was like, I want to shoot on location. Please let me do it. And they said, absolutely, you can do it. And I think that that does feel nice. Yeah. Because think about, like, um, there's a lot of scenes in this movie where there's not, where they're in exotic locations and there's um, not uh, other people around. Yeah. And in other movies, like the Justice League movies, you look around and you're just seeing a CGI landscape and you're like, what is this? I don't like looking at this. Yeah. What is this random place? But- since these are real locations, you're looking around and you're just seeing the Eternals in this spot by themselves, and it looks cool. Yeah. And so it really works in the movie's favor, the filming on location. But uh, what I don't like about it is Jack Kirby is this genius artist. And if you read like the original run of Fantastic Four or Eternals or whatever, he just has these, every comic book panel that this guy made. It's just like bombastic, crazy, a lot of cool tech, all this stuff. And it is just like in your face, crazy, colorful, insane. And this is a complaint with a lot of comic book movies for me. But it's just like you're going to take something he created and you're going to make it this bland. I think that's a little that kind of sucks. Hmm. You're taking like the juice of Jack Kirby out of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it should be my same complaint if like the Fantastic Four movie they make looks like this. I'm Mm. not going to like that movie Mm. because it needs to look like crazy, Mm. crazy. So that's my little visual rant. (laughs) I have a list of rants. (laughs) Um, But I I saw this article today that was saying Marvel still has a problem. Like this is still not a Chloe Zhao movie. And I want to counter that point because she's got a screenwriting credit on this. And what do we know from Nomadland? It's a movie that doesn't have a lot of direction plot wise. In a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It right, shouldn't. Right. This movie, what does it not have in a good way? It doesn't have a good plot. It doesn't
1: like, have that in a good way? You mean a bad way? I mean in a bad way. Yeah.
0: It and it doesn't feel like it's driving for this plot. It doesn't feel intense. Yeah. It it just is like slowly taking its time, not in a good way. Yeah. And then visually, it definitely looks like one of her movies. And then finding out that she went to Marvel and pitched this.
1: Really? Interesting.
0: Which, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But she came to them and she said, because she had heard that they wanted to make Eternals, and she's like, I'm a fan of the MCU. I like these movies a lot, which is cool. Yeah. And she says, can I make this movie? Presents a pitch. And they're like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So... All of that, uh, back to the cinematography. It's by Ben Davis, who we've talked about a lot. You know, he did Doctor Strange uh, and a bunch of Marvel movies. But he's also doing the upcoming The King's Man movie.
1: I can't talk about it. You can't? I was ready
0: to transition right into it. We have seen
1: the trailer for this movie for like two years now. I don't think that the movie exists. It's not dropping. It's been pushed back so many times because of the pandemic. And now it's releasing the same weekend as matrix and same day as matrix. Matrix, And And by the
0: way, it was pushed, I think three times before the pandemic.
1: Yeah. And so I'm sure the people involved in this who make these decisions are just like, okay, fine, this is the date. We can't move it for nothing anymore, guys. we got to get rid of this movie. And then the, it was announced that Matrix 4 was coming out the same day, and everyone's like, no, <laughs> but they can't change it. And we have seen this trailer so many times.
0: I just needed the audience to hear that. I'm rant. tired
1: of it. I'm tired of it, and I'm not going to see the movie, so stop. I
0: know. I know. When we go to the movies tomorrow, if that trailer it's plays, playing. it's playing. I think I'm going to have to like get up and walk yeah. out for a little bit. Yeah. Um, the music to this movie is by Raman, I should have looked up how to pronounce his name. Um, Raman Jawidi, Okay. And you said the music. Music. And here's what's cool. He has done one other MCU movie, but n- nothing else. He did the original Iron Man. Wow. So he he made we his return. You mean the original
1: Iron Man? Iron Man One.
0: Iron Man One. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a weird way to word it. And then, of course, the movie comes out. What what day is it today? November fifth comes out. Um, and this movie has a two hundred million dollar budget. Wow, that's a big blank check to write. Yeah, and here is what I will say: We can't really do box office because we're recording this on the day it came out because we saw uh, saw it on preview night.
1: Uh
0: huh. I. Don't think this movie's gonna do too well. Yeah, I think it'll break even. But as we'll talk about, it's been censored in a lot of countries. It's not it coming has. out in a lot of countries. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Um, and I really think the drop off from this weekend to next weekend is gonna be in like the seventies or even eighties. Yeah, and, like eighty percent drop. Yeah, because it's gotten bad reviews, and I think everyone who is duty bound to see Marvel is gonna see it this weekend. And then everyone's gonna go. Oh, was that worth seeing? Yeah.
1: By word of mouth, they'll say no. So the the Marvel people who haven't seen it yet are like, okay, then I'm just gonna wait until it comes on Disney Plus. Yeah. Is it on Disney Plus? It's not. Okay.
0: No. Um. So I. That's just my guess. Yeah. We'll we'll know in a little bit. I could be totally wrong. Maybe it'll do Gangbusters.
1: No, it won't.
0: And there's it won't. There's part of me that wants it to, so that they reward the artistic behavior.
1: Yeah, but it won't. I don't think so. Yeah.
0: I, I did turn to you halfway through the movie and I said, this movie's not going to make any money. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get into like some more of the behind the scenes, I really want to paint the picture for what you and I experienced last night at the theater. Oh, yeah.
1: Tell me about the censoring thing or is that later?
0: It's, it's later. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I can tell you. Um, let me just scroll down to it. Um, I know things
1: are like always censored in China.
0: Yeah. So Zhao is a Chinese-American filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I believe... I'm not sure. I could be getting this wrong. I think she was born in China, but raised in America. Okay. And she's been very outspoken with um, how bad the country is over there. Yeah. That's what she said. And so um, China is like, we're not going to release this movie.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And that... that China like, makes a lot of money for movies.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, who knows? It it might that they might still. Uh, the articles I was reading were saying like China's probably not going to. Okay. But I guess they still could. Okay. Um, and then because of the openly gay character in this movie who mm-hmm. has a husband,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the film will not be released in Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, or Qatar. Okay. So, um, yeah, hmm. that's that situation. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, so it's going to be hard for this movie to make it over some humps, I think. Yeah. So let's talk about our movie theater experience.
1: Yeah. Well, it's more of a you thing. But But I... I, I, Yeah. Okay. I mean, it did affect me, too, but I wasn't sitting next to the people.
0: So we go and we sit down in the theater. We're in row G, of course. Um, I usually like to get one row up. I don't know why I chose G. But sitting in row G and these two people... This this um, woman and I'm assuming her son come and they sit next to me, and then this man comes up with this little girl,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the man kisses the woman, and then the woman and the, the boy son has leave. since
1: left. No, 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 the boy left. Okay, he left. Yeah,
0: and then the mom leaves, and then dad and daughter sit down. There's only two seats next to us. And by so- the
1: by, body language, it didn't seem to be like. The daughter. I this is my theory: is the man and woman are dating, yeah, yeah. and they both have children. Because based on body language, like the the girl was not really paying attention to the woman, uh-huh. and like like not like like shyness or something, mm-hmm. you know. So that's my theory.
0: And I think that theory holds up. But what's what's weird is, So there's only two seats next to me. And any avid fan of this podcast will know. Usually Jordan has the bad theater experience. Mm-hmm. This time I, I it's like I had to pay back like tenfold um well actually you've had some pretty bad experiences <laughs> this is a
1: pretty bad experiences <laughs>
0: but there's two seats next to me and those four people are just kind of standing there the son leaves but the three are standing there and the, and they're like looking at their phone a bunch and i'm like checking my phone and i'm going we're in the right seats but but they're not saying anything to anyone and then the mom leaves and the dad and the daughter sit down and i I just guessed that the daughter was like 12. But then I heard her talking, and I'm like, maybe she's younger than that. So I'm sitting by this girl, and as the movie's going, it was excruciating because, I'm not kidding you folks, every single scene, at least two, maybe as many times as four, I'm talking scene, she would go, she'd go, who's that? uh, um is that in the is that in the future or the are we back at the past uh, um, and she's like trying to whisper, but she's being too loud yeah, and then yeah. quieting and stuff and then the dad has his phone in the cup holder yeah. on full brightness, yeah, and he's texting what we presume to be his the gr- woman the
1: woman his girlfriend and this is what I think happened the, yes. the, This this <laughs> marvel movie comes out, and they both have kids uh, of the appropriate age that would be fans of this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's go to the movie. Like, they decided this. On, so, we saw the movie on Thursday night. They decided this on a Wednesday night. Let's go to the movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love kid, this. This like, is so what night. happened. And they're probably listeners of the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they look up the to get tickets and they're like, man, there's no four seats together. Uh-huh. Dang it. Like, you know, I really, though, want to take my daughter to this movie. So, like, we're going to get to, I'm going to get tickets for us. And then she's like, oh, I'll still take my son in this movie. That's fine. But since. They're dating, and who knows where they're at in the relationship. Clearly, they have not been dating long enough, though, that they're, they're like, <laughs> Our, my son and your daughter can just sit together, and we can get set together. It's not that... They're not to that stage of the relationship. Yeah. So, so, therefore, it would be weird if the if they did that, if they made their kids sit yeah. together and they when don't it seemed like know the, each other, it
0: seemed like the kid was probably like 15. Yeah. Yeah. He was and a she's teenager. like, she's like, after hearing her talk so much, I'm like, Oh, she's like probably nine,
1: like 10 or nine. Yeah. So then, so they, they can't sit together. So and I, I saw the phone thing like during trailers and I'm like, who oh, is totally texting the woman. Uh-huh. And then I saw the brightness throughout the movie too. I, it was easier for me to block it out, but it's like, he's just texting this woman the whole movie.
0: And it it was, I mean, folks, I've sat by people who have texted before, and I think that it's like a cardinal sin. Just turn off your phone. It's really not that hard to not text for two hours, Um, or in this case, three hours. Um, But this was like, okay, if you're going to text, at least turn the brightness all the way down. Yeah. Because every time his phone would light up, I'm like looking over.
1: Yeah. So. Did you see what they were saying? No, wish I'd wore my glasses. <laughs> but yeah, and then they they like went to the bathroom at one point, and they came back and sat down, and then like not two minutes later, they just up and left. Yeah, we still like third act to go. Yeah, and they just left.
0: Yeah, but they went up. They didn't go down. Oh,
1: I thought they went up or down.
0: No, they they went they went up. So I think like they found some extra seats in the back or something. So I was Very happy about weird. that because weird. Yeah. then we didn't have to, yeah. I didn't have to put up with it, but um, it was, it was weird. And then the other thing that was funny um, is I, the Batman trailer started playing and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom, just double check here. And I'm moseying on back just slow. Cause I'm it, the trailers had just started and I knew we were in it for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever. So I'm just moseying back and I hear the song playing on this trailer and i'm going oh yeah what trailer is this and i'm just continuing to mosey back and then i round the corner and i see on the screen keanu reeves face and i sh- run to my seat because <laughs> i'm like i haven't seen the matrix trailer in theaters yet this is going to be awesome <laughs> and i sit down i'd missed you know 10 seconds or so but i was like oh yeah baby and uh as you all know well, actually you might not know yet. So maybe I shouldn't say anything.
1: But We are very excited about that though. Yes. And that, that that was the first time I saw the trailer at all. Yeah. And it looked good.
0: And we've been watching the Matrix movies, wink yeah. wink. And so we were we're both like in the mindset I think where it's like, "Oh yeah, let's yeah. go." Um but that's a good reminder that next week we'll be jumping into Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is a delightful movie, and you should definitely watch and listen to that episode.
1: Yeah, so Keanu's on the brain.
0: Yeah, Keanu's on the brain. We haven't been watching the movies for any other reason except for enjoyment. Um, so let me hit you with a couple more uh, things about the movie, and then we'll be done here. And we'll pack up shop, and we'll yeah, be done.
1: can you just get through it?
0: Um Chloe well, we cited *The Revenant* as an influence on the action in this movie.
1: I I, I know what she means by the bear scene because there was a couple times where like that dude was being thrown out. And I'm like, oh, this reminds me of *Revenant*.
0: I I was like, there there were two shots in the movie where I said, this is not, this isn't even like homage to *Revenant*. This is like they're recreating well, but, the well, *Revenant*. When
1: it was happening, I was just curious um, how they did it compared to the *Revenant*. Because yeah. you know, and like apparently the *Revenant* was very unsafe yeah like 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 it could have really hurt someone the way that they did it yeah but in this like with this at the stakes and being a couple years in the future it's like i'm curious how unsafe this was
0: right right um but yeah it was to me it was it was so much like the revenant that it was actually distracting yeah Um, yeah i agree because it it was like the creature was acting exactly like the bear does in the revenant down to like it pawing at him and stuff it was kind of like okay um but then this is just kind of a crazy factoid. Um, in early November, they're filming on the Canary Islands, and the whole cast and crew had to be evacuated from the shoot because there was an explosive device found there that was probably a remnant from a, re- from a Nazi base.
1: <gasps> Whoa. Nobody Where was hurt or anything.
0: Uh, I do not know. Look it up. Okay, here we go. I'm looking at Canary before, Islands. And I want to
1: feel. I feel like it's got to be. Well, I don't want to make a guess. To sound it is stupid. in
0: the archipelagos in Spain. Archipelago? Ar- Archipelago? Arch- archipelagos, oh. I think, is what they're called. <laughs> I think
1: that's how you say it, and I don't think it's how I said it. Now you got to Google how to say it. Archipelago.
0: Let's see. Here we go. Got to download it. Come on. It didn't work.
1: Please, I need to know how you say it. Just Google and get the robot to say it. <laughs> Why did
0: you get Google to say it? I, I didn't. I don't know.
1: We are looking at how to pronounce this word
0: in English or American, designating an extensive group of ah! islands. So
1: a bunch of islands close to one another. How do you go about pronouncing it? Archipelago. Do not say archipelago.
0: Archipelago. I was right.
1: No, no, that's not acceptable. Wait, what? Jordan, look at this video. Have you not seen that? No, have you? Yeah. It's a cat in Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, stop it. Stop it. Okay, okay. Archipelago. I've always heard it not that way. Yeah,
0: it's archipelago. But I didn't realize that that just meant a group of islands. I thought there was only like one place called the archipelagos. So I I was also wrong.
1: Speaking of mispronouncing, I will get into some actors.
0: Well, here we are, folks. It's the Christmas season, and that means I'm putting on another Christmas show on my YouTube, much like I did last year. This year, it's December 11th, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, will be the premiere of Christmas at the Movies. Five of the songs are going to be available for everyone, and five of the songs are only going to be available to patrons of any tier. And we have some wonderful guests this year. We got Jacob and Shreya Summers, Brett Levick, Troy Thompson, Josiah Oliveira, Johnny Gerson, Evan Coons, Noah Cunningham, Aaron Fagan, Richard Bokish, Stephen Nance, Lauren Panter, Anna Marcoux, Reed Campbell, Chris Heisner, Jeremy Eden, and his puppets. And also, of course, I'll be there. So mark your calendar, be there at the premiere December 11th. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Be there in the comments. Go to patreon.com slash m-i-c-a-h-m-c-c-a-w. Get the entire concert. It is, I can tell you right now, I'm still editing it, but it is unbelievably cool. And I think we topped last year. So, get ready for Christmas at the Movies. Oh, one last thing. Okay. Chloe Zhao edits her own movies, Oh, and this one, she did not have time with award season and how big of a production it was, but she was still heavily involved in the editing. So mm. again, if you think this was not a Chloe Zhao movie, you're wrong. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so in this movie is Gemma Chen, who plays Cersei, Cersei. Um, who at the beginning of the movie when she introduced herself, I swear she said sassy. And a couple other times, people said sassy. And then eventually I was just like, that can't be her name because everyone has mythological names. And then someone finally said Cersei. And I'm like, oh, okay. I think it was just an accent thing. Yeah. But I'm just like, Sassy? And his name's Icarus? And her name's Sassy? (laughs) I don't. That that can't be it. Anyway, she is in Crazy Rich Rich Asians, Let Them All Talk, Rays, Captain Marvel. That's right. She's in Captain Marvel to the point where she even has a name listed. Like, yeah. she's a character in that movie.
0: She gets killed in that movie. Okay. Now, can we sidebar? Yeah. What did you think of her performance?
1: She was so boring.
0: I she was so boring. She was actively bad.
1: Yeah. She seemed very not into it.
0: She To me, it actually read more like, uh, she's giving it her best, I guess.
1: Oh, um, it just felt tired.
0: Now, a second a question I have is, what characteristics does... Cersei, Cersei have besides um, her reliance upon her love to a human and then her love to another man. Does she have any other character traits? No. Okay. Next next person.
1: Okay. Richard Madden, who plays Icarus. He's in Game of Thrones. He's a Stark. Yes. I didn't know that. I knew that. Um, also, I'm releasing the show. Uh, he's also in Cinderella, the live action one. Uh, the one that
0: like just came out, I
1: think so. Yeah. Well, no, not the one that just came out. Oh, but, oh, like, the, the one Disney with Disney live action um, remake.
0: Emma, Emma, Emma Watson.
1: Nope. Emma Watson. She. Oh, was that's in Beauty, and, Beauty the Beast. and the Beast.
0: Oh, this is the Kenneth Branagh movie you are talking about.
1: Um, yeah, I just want to double check. It's got what uh, the uh, yeah, it is. And then he's also in Rocket Man, The Take, and Nineteen Seventeen. And then Angelina Jolie is a. Apparently in this movie. Oh well,
0: can we go actor by actor? Here? Oh, okay.
1: For him. Yeah.
0: I think he's fantastic in this movie. He's okay. He's I think fine. he's great. Okay. Um, I think he does actually have character traits. Yeah. He has some interest and in stuff. There's a thing we're gonna talk about that I think is really stupid that they did in regards to his character, but I'm gonna save that. Yeah. Um but he he actually
1: Well, he actually has something to do in he, this movie.
0: He is supposed to be just a stoic person. Yeah. You know, and I think by the end of the movie, you see that he there's a lot to him. So he gets a full pass for me.
1: Because there's a reason for him to be acting that way. You just yes. don't know that. Um, and then Angelina Jolie is apparently in this movie. I could not believe they got her for this movie. Yeah. I cannot believe she was in this movie. Yeah. Um, what, what, what more is there to say? She's in Tomb Raider. She's in Salt, Changeling, Maleficent, among a million other things. It, if anything, the only thing that makes sense to me is she does action. Mm-hmm. Like, she is known to be an action star. Why is she in this movie? And how much does she get paid?
0: And here's what I think is wild. So you hire Angelina Jolie, okay? And I think performance-wise, with what she is given, great. I think she does a great yeah, I job. Thought, I
1: think acting her performance is good, but why is she in here? Why is she here?
0: Yeah, and she's a total pro. So it's like yeah. it's it it's it, it sh- slam
1: dunk. Yeah. yeah.
0: But what are her characteristic traits? Okay, her traits are this. She has like a disease. So she's defined by her illness. That is what she is as a character. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. You're yeah. G-
0: you're going to be seeing a pattern here, folks. And one of my main problems with the movies is the characters.
1: So then we have Selma Hayek, who's in Frida, Desperado, Fools Rush, Savages, Hitman, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Like a Boss, among a million other things as well.
0: The verdict's out for me on Selma, as far as anything Selma. I see her in. Selma? Yeah. Oh, with an A. I always thought it was Selma, um, but that's a town in Alabama. Um, the verdict's out for me on her. I, I cannot figure out if I enjoy her in anything I see her in or not.
1: Unfortunately, I feel that way too. And I feel like every time I see that she's in something besides that movie, Like a Boss, um, it's like, oh, that's cool that they got her. She's great. But I don't know (laughs) if I actually agree with myself.
0: Maybe I would need to watch Frida to really know.
1: Yeah, I've never seen that.
0: Her her character has some traits and some interest. Uh, Yeah, I'll leave it at that.
1: Sure. And then Leah McHugh plays Sprite. Yeah. She's in the Lodge American Woman into the Dark,
0: so sprite.
1: yeah, I thought that the um I thought that some of the worst writing was for this character, unfortunately, uh, like yes. down to the specific dialogue, specific yes. stuff like that. In terms of performance, I think she's trying as hard as she can. like i I don't like necessarily fault the actor because it's like I would be into seeing her in more things. I think she has potential. The character and the way it was because there were so many. T- she was the character that was supposed to point out the obvious. Mm-hmm. So she just had a lot of this is this is going on, that just happened. We can't do that. That's just like all her character did.
0: Yeah, you do bring up a good point. Um, hmm. I I it it is just one of those things. And if I if I add in you know your thought on it's more the material she's given. Maybe wait that a little bit, uh, but this definitely reeks of like, oh, this is a child performance. You know what I mean? Like when you're watching a movie and you're like, oh yeah, that was that was a kid.
1: Well, I just don't know how any kid could do better.
0: Well, it's it's just um, like we've talked about a lot. We live in this time where we're it's like an overabundance of yeah, amazing we're, child we're actors. Yeah, we're with
1: good child actors. But at that, what I really do think, though, even if you get a, one that we know to be really good, yeah, currently. I don't know how they could do better.
0: Yeah, Morgan is tough because she is supposed to be playing this. We you see them as a little girl, a child,
1: but she's not a child.
0: Now here's another huge issue I had with this movie, and this goes into the world and the rules and the world building. So this child comes up. We see them. All the other Eternals are adults. Yeah. This child is not. They don't explain why. No. There's one point where she is crying and she says, "I was made like this. Don't you know what that's like?" But they don't expound upon it. No. And it and it's just like so. You're establishing this world where there are these eternal beings, and one of them is a child, and you don't think it's important to explain that fact.
1: And they're that's here for, crazy. And the only to purpose me. they're here for is to defeat deviants. They're not here for. To they literally say they are not to interfere with interfere with humans. Yeah. So why does it matter? Like, why why do you? This is gonna sound weird. It's just like like, do, was there a child created for this purpose to best appeal to the humans at a time that maybe they would need to for? A that's thing?
0: amazing, Jordan.
1: But no, because they weren't supposed to do anything like that. That we.
0: Oh yeah, you're right.
1: But. But maybe that's it.
0: it I don't know. It's. It's weird, and I remember in the, in the Neil Gaiman run, they totally explain it, because Sprite oh, is a okay. character in there, and it was not something I even batted an eye at, because it made sense story-wise. I don't remember what the reasoning was, but we needed something. Don't you, I mean, I'm not being crazy here, right?
1: No, I agree. I actually was thinking during the movie that I would like to see her as Delirium. In, oh, uh, Sandman. In, in Sandman? I think she's got the look.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: I've only seen her in this one thing, so I don't know if she's got the chops because Delirium's probably one of the hardest characters to do. <laughs> yeah. But
0: any character in that is I, the hardest. I,
1: I, I was like, oh, I see that. Yeah. Cool. Maybe she'll be in the show.
0: <laughs> you know, you know who they should get to be um the man who never dies? Would be um, um
1: Oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Would
0: be Richard Jenkins. Okay. He'd be really good at that. Yeah. Anyway.
1: I'd love that. Moving on. Um, Brian Tyree Henry plays Faustus? Faustus? Yes. Um, he's I'm cracking in- <laughs> my knuckles getting
0: ready for this rant.
1: He is in Atlanta, and if you haven't seen Atlanta, just stop the podcast and go watch that show and then come back. One of the best currently out there. Uh, he's also in If Beel Street Could Widows, Spider-Verse, Godzilla vs. Kong.
0: Now, here's the deal. Brian, I love this man. He is fantastic. Yeah. But I think Hollywood is putting him in a trap. Yeah. So, Atlanta, wonderful show. It's the best. I love Atlanta. Um, And in that show, he is this rapper, and he is very much like, all this crazy stuff is going on around him. He's, like,
1: becoming popular throughout the show.
0: Um, And he's, like, trying to get, like, street cred at the same time and stuff. So it's this whole whole other world. It's fantastic. It's a must-watch show. Um, But he... He's kind of this guy. It's a comedy show, also very dramatic. But he's this guy who, like, funny things could happen around him, and he's just like, I don't know, this is crazy. I just want to go home. Like, I, I don't care about this funny stuff. Yeah. And he is funny in the show, but he's not like the comedian of the show.
1: Yeah. If anything, he's more like the straight man.
0: Yes. And this year, he was in two movies: uh, Godzilla vs Kong and Eternals, where he plays a character who is like a nerd because in Kong, he's like a conspiracy theorist podcaster. Mm. And in this movie, he is like the the inventor. Yeah, That's his character trait is he invents. Um, And he, and the other thing is both of those characters are like kind of in on the joke and they're winking at the camera. Like, this is crazy, huh? Um, and I just think that's a complete misuse of his comedic talents. Yeah. You got to let the jokes roll onto him and him shrug them off because he's annoyed by them. Yeah. And I don't
1: like, I, I
0: don't need him to be a scientific genius and everything. Because it's two movies in a row. And I it, there's going to be a third. They're going to make a trilogy of him being scientific genius guy.
1: And I don't think that's what he's good at. He I mean he's popping off right now though. He's going to be in so many things. So I I don't I think he's too good to be put in a box. Sure yeah. you might see him in another nerd role, but he will be in he will be beyond that. He is beyond that already because he's in Atlanta. So Yeah.
0: And he is in I, Spider-Verse.
1: Yeah, he is. And I know what you're saying and I agree with that. Yeah. But he will not be stuck.
0: But uh, having He's too good. Having said all that, I think his character is one of the few interesting characters in this movie. And yeah. he has a family, yeah. and he's really worried about that. Well, he um, has
1: he has stakes.
0: He yeah, I think I just wanted some stakes. Yeah. Um, so that's my Brian Tyree there.
1: Okay. And then You're Lauren- welcome on
0: the podcast anytime.
1: <laughs> um Lauren Ridloff plays I gotta get the character name. Makari. Um Hi. she is in Walking Dead, Sound of Metal, If You Could Hear My Own Tune, See Through. I thought she was good.
0: And this is the deaf actress, right? Yes. Yes,
1: I thought she was good. She
0: was good, but
1: they forgot about her for about thirty minutes of this they movie. Truly, did. because they're they're in the middle chunk of the movie. They're you know whatever. So this movie is you got these Eternals. They split up at some point. They got to get the band back together, and they're yeah. working on it. And therefore, there are like three characters that you don't see for thirty to forty minutes. It feels to the point where they're like, we gotta go get so and so, and it's like, huh, who? who we're yeah. talking about. And when they finally get to her, I'm like genuinely forgot that she was, that this was a character.
0: Oh yeah. There's, yeah, there's this framing device in the movie and this is a very mild spoiler, but it's this framing device where like the, the Eternals are broken up and that's like established right off That's the bat. like the premise. Yeah. And they're, they're trying to get back together and they go and visit one and then it shows a flashback from like centuries earlier. That's like 10, 15 minutes long. Well, maybe more like five minutes long. And then they talk to that person, and then they go and they find another person. And remember, there's like seven Eternals. Yeah. And they keep just finding them, and then there's a flashback in between each one. By the fourth flashback, I was like, you've got to be kidding me.
1: I know, I know, it's so boring. Anyway, and then we have uh, Barry Kogan? Kogan?
0: Oh, this is the Do you Green know how Knight to say guy. His name? I don't know how to say his okay.
1: name. Okay, um, he is my guy. I love this guy so much. So he is in Dunkirk, and then he is also in Killing of a Sacred Deer, American Animals, Green Knight. I love this guy so much and, and he's, I can't... He's, he's in everything, and I can't... I, I want him to be in more.
0: And he's everybody's favorite character, Druig, of course, from Eternals. Druig. And we all love Druig.
1: <laughs> there, there was a point in this movie where I was just like, I'm so bummed he's in this, because he's now he's stuck. He He can't be... There's no chance for him to be a cooler character later. Yeah. He is just... Well, this actually, guy.
0: there is, because the lead of this movie is in Captain I, Marvel. I know, but
1: this is like, he's a lead in this movie. I know. So it does, He, this is it. This is his chance. He was,
0: uh... He was
1: one of the more interesting he characters. He was. He had
0: interesting to things to fair, say and do.
1: But I felt bad for him. And, of course, he doesn't feel bad for himself. He got a fat paycheck, and he's in a Marvel movie. He's probably feeling yeah. pretty good.
0: But, and you got to work with a great director. He did. He did. But what was really weird, though, was this whole movie, um... The audience didn't seem into it. Did you feel that? Into him? Into the movie.
1: No. they No.
0: Because we've seen other Marvel movies where- Whenever
1: there was laughing, this is when I knew that you were starting not to like the movie. You and I didn't laugh one time during this movie.
0: I think I chuckled at the beginning.
1: I think I chuckled at one part during the end about something.
0: The, oh my gosh. We haven't even, we can't get started on the yeah. humor. But even the laughing was probably 10% what it usually I is know, at a Marvel movie. Yeah. Because like- Remember the time we went and saw Thor Ragnarok and it was like gangbusters. Yeah. The movie, people were like basically like throwing popcorn at the screen because they were like, this, I can't believe how good this is. Yeah. And in this movie, there was like one woman sitting close to me who was laughing and toward the end, it's like the movie kind of won over some people because it beat them up hard enough, I think. Yeah. But for most of the movie and like all the Kumail stuff, no one laughed during those scenes except for the one woman. Did
1: I skip him? But I skipped him.
0: Well, before you do that, what was crazy, you know, audience isn't reacting. And then when they said, hey, everybody, this is Druig, everyone stood up and a round of applause. And they just said, Druig, 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 we love you. Everyone just freaked out. And, of course, everyone's favorite Marvel character, Druig.
1: Yeah. Gosh. I know for the longest time I'm like, so everyone's <laughs> got, like, a mythological name of some kind. That, that describes who they are. Yeah. And if anything, if anything, like, mythology is them. And yeah. usually, I'm kind of into that. I think that's fun, like a like a history, like a historical fiction kind of thing. Well, like like uh, like but in Loki, I, you find out
0: he's DB Cooper. That's fun.
1: That that kind of stuff is fun. I couldn't care less about this. Me too. It, it was too. so boring. So they kept. I was saying, actively
0: angry about yeah, they, it. Yeah,
1: at one point, kept saying like druid. I was hearing druid, like like a druid from like like D and D. Yeah, like a scary wizard from Scotland or. Something or Sweden yeah, or something. Yeah. And then they, and, and subtitle it's shown Druig. And it's like, guys, come on, just call him Druid. Why do you got to slap his G on there and just pretend like that's not what you're going for?
0: And that's not, I mean, that's a, that's what the character was written No, I know, years I, know ago, I know, I know, I know. But I know. it is funny.
1: Yeah. It's just whatever. Okay. Skipped him. Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, he plays, what's his character's name?
0: Wait. His character name is Druip. It's <laughs> really close. I don't know why they did that. Kingo. Kingo. Okay.
1: Um. He is in the big sick Stuber. Silicon Valley. MIB International. Um. Yeah. He's in this movie.
0: I mean, I think he did what he was asked to do. I think he did too. I think it's very bad.
1: It's so hard during the action scenes when he was shooting things out of his finger not to imagine them shooting the movie. Oh, I didn't
0: even think about that. But and that's how funny. dumb it looks. Yeah. It's funny. Um, he, he has this whole thing.
1: Also, and he was completely, <sighs> they clearly wrote the script, first couple drafts, and then someone said, oh, guys, Kingo's not in the last fight scene, but everyone else is. And then, like, we don't have time to put him in.
0: I, so, so if you remember our Scream 3 episode, we talked about That's how- A
1: spoiler, I guess, but who cares?
0: <laughs> they, they literally, in Scream 3, forgot about- Someone that they had filmed and had to like call them back in to film a shot at the end of the movie. Yeah, and this movie felt like that happened yeah. to two or three characters. But in Scream Three, I th- I think even though it's really Which noticeable, was it in 3? It's Three, uh, it's McLovin or McDreamy or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, no,
1: I think it's McLovin.
0: <laughs> but I think his was less noticeable than the ones in the Eternals. Absolutely. And I think. Another thing, and I'll have to save it for the plot. I think that Chloe Zhao, whether subconsciously or not, I think she was trying to subvert a lot of expectations. Yeah. and I think a lot of the things she chose to do to subvert them actually were just not good storytelling.
1: I yeah, I think so too. We Be- got to get through the actors, Micah. We got it. People are probably screaming.
0: They no, love it, Jordan. St- they love it. it. Stop it.
1: So then, last person, Ma Dong, S- Ma Dong Siok and i'm sure i didn't pronounce that correctly um he plays let's get he plays gilgamesh um he is in train to busan outlaws the good the bad the weird ashfall a ton of a ton of korean movies and i'm basically just reading the american titles yeah um
0: he was bad
1: he was not great
0: i And I I guess, I mean, we have so many actors that I'm saying that they did a bad performance. It's got to be a director thing or a production thing, right?
1: Because, like,
0: especially someone like Kumail, we've seen him act. We are fans of Kumail. Yeah. And I think he's pretty bad in this movie. Yeah. So I think it's the material. I think it might be the directing. I mean, I've only seen one Chloe Zhao movie, but it doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue. So yeah. I don't know how good she is at yeah, that's, getting that's dialogue point. out of actors because the dialogue was stiff in this. It
1: was so bad.
0: But there was stuff in this movie like when you looked at a shot and I think particularly with Gilgamesh, when you saw him, if if he was not delivering a line, it looked like he was lost and didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And he was like overreacting to things and I, oh, I just it was think very weird.
1: It was too many people, too many cooks. Yeah, and then just to to touch on a couple of people, not get into it. Kit Harington plays um, Dane, uh, the boyfriend. Yes. Game of Thrones. And then also, I'm also bummed about this, but there's definitely a chance for this person to just slide by and no one knows about it. Slash, it's not going to affect his career negatively in any way, or he can come back for something better in the future. Bill Skarsgård is a voice in at some point in the movie. I think he's like the deviant voice. Okay, and it's just like, come on, really? Yeah, you you what, why, Like, what draw is he?
0: I know he. And
1: I and that would be said, such a cooler like Doctor Strange villain or something. Voice or anything? Like, I don't think I've heard like stuff that I've seen him in. He's usually brooding and silent type. So I like I haven't heard him talk a lot. But like, I, I it's just like maybe just get a voice actor for that part because the person yeah. talked for like ten minutes. No, the person talked for maybe five minutes runtime. Yeah. Maybe, probably less than that. So I just think that that's weird when stuff like that happens.
0: Yeah. What is cool though is so there's this like a celestial being that. What's his name? A sign. I don't remember. I want
1: to look it up because it's. I think it starts
0: with an H. But uh, like. Hiroshim. Hiroshim. and they actually did hire a voice actor to do his voice, and that is pretty cool because we've complained about that a lot. I liked. I liked it. I did. I, I, I am just kind of tired of, like, low voices for bad guys. I know,
1: but I'm kind of a sucker for it, too, and I think they know that.
0: Well, I mean, I always try to imagine, like, what would a high voice be like on a robot, you know? Like, a big robot like that. Yeah. I know he's not a robot, but um, and it's hard to imagine. But I, I feel like, you know, in, in Avengers Age of Ultron, the fact that it's James Spader and not this low, deep yeah. voice is yeah. pretty interesting and fun.
1: Right, yeah
0: although that goes against what we said about voice actors, but
1: I do, but, but he was doing something. He wasn't just doing James Spader. He, yeah, he was, I think <laughs> he was, but I think he was acting.
0: He was acting. Yeah. He
1: wasn't. What I'm saying is he wasn't just talking. He, he I would have loved. He gave a performance.
0: Yes. And I would have loved to have been on set when he's acting and he has a a ten foot pole strapped to his back that has a tennis ball on top, and he's acting. You know what I've heard
1: about him that I'm always wondered if it's true. Apparently, he's one of those people. All he all he needs to do is um, look at a page and he knows his lines by heart. Nice. Like it's it's he has perfect memory.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: And that's that's just I I gotta know if that's true. I think it is.
0: I I've heard that. Crazy. Yeah. So you you good? You got it?
1: Yeah. I'm just confirming the celestial's name. Oh. I can't. I can't find it on the IMDb at all. erisham
0: erisham who? I mean, who plays it? Since you've gone to all that,
1: oh, I guess I could have done that. David K.
0: David K. Okay, now I think it's time to take our spoiler break and get into the plot of this movie. Let's do it. Here we go. Spoiler alert! Spoiler
1: alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert.
0: So the movie begins (laughs) and there is a crawling scroll that says,
1: does that hurt your eyes? Like mine? No. Okay. Then it's just me.
0: It says in the beginning there were, you know, celestials and there's, you know, it's explaining. no, no, no,
1: no. This is how it started in a galaxy far, far away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering what you're gearing up to, but there's all this text and it's a lot. Yeah. And when I saw that Jordan, This might surprise you, but I thought, okay, let's do this. No, I
1: kind of thought it too. It's like, we're going to get into lore, baby. Let's get it.
0: Because, and I think this has been a good thing about the MCU, but they've tried really hard to be like, no, we're going to deliver exposition as we go, or we're going to do like an animated sequence to show you this information. And this one's like, no, no, no.
1: They still do that though.
0: There's too much information. We just got to kick you off with this, and then we're jumping into the story. And I'm like... Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of rules, crazy world building. Let's go. This yeah. is cool. And then we go to and the Mesopotamia. Movie comes to a screeching hall. Well, no, we're <laughs> I'm okay. Kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. We're okay. We'll let you know when Jordan drops out and when I drop out. Yeah. But we we show up in Mesopotamia, five thousand years BC, and these deviants attack Earth, and the Eternals come and they fight them. Mm. Okay. Cool. I'm tracking we're do- we're doing just fine.
1: They save the they save the community. Uh-huh. Um and they uh um Cersei gives a little boy a dagger that she like makes it more pretty.
0: Yeah. Now uh, It's just so hard in this movie cuz they set up a rule for themselves that they break every single scene. I
1: know. And right? I, I
0: think that might be my number one complaint yeah. with the movie because-
1: And they say it a lot. Like it's a big rule. They say it a rule. lot.
0: They say that the Eternals are not to interfere with human conflict. And then there are other scenes where they expound upon it. So when I hear that, I go, okay, the Eternals have to live in the shadows. They have to all like live out in the woods yeah. and be secret and then only come when the deviants attack. Because there's even a scene where the boyfriend finds out that Cersei's is a, uh Eternal, and he goes, why didn't you do anything about Thanos? And they go, well, we can't interfere with human affairs, even though that was cosmic. And to me, I'm like, whatever. I don't need a huge reason for this. But what's weird is they say that, but then they do something like this at the beginning of the movie. She takes his rock dagger turns it into some sort of metal that's probably more powerful.
1: That hasn't been discovered yet in some way or hasn't been fashioned to be that.
0: Exactly. So she just affected uh all of human history Not,
1: well i mean the inventor has probably done the most damage when he says that he has done all this he's probably right because there is a scene where he's like wanting to introduce steam <laughs> yes, engines yes. To this people. is the scene that, that
0: breaks yeah, the movie
1: and it's like i think we're in babylon at this point and he like wants to introduce like the steam engine they're like no that's too fast for humans and he's like okay what about a plow they can plow their fields and it's like wait wait, wait. but you can't you can't invent things for them they have to either die trying or do it themselves. Invent it themselves. You can't, as a god, do it for them. Because you said that you can't. So don't do it.
0: Well, and and then later in the movie, he feels really betrayed. Because, you know, once you find out that Arishem is actually trying to get the Earth's population up to a size to where the celestial that is within Earth explodes and kills everyone. Yeah. So... Arisham tells them not to get involved in conflicts, but it is the implication that he's secretly hoping that they are going to help advance the humanity so that it will quickly birth?
1: Well, that's they basically make that point of, at one point where Arisham might have even said it, where it's like, you've helped them. Yeah. And, and like be, like because of your protection and your help that you've offered, you've allowed them to grow to us to the correct population. So it's like, okay, so do you want them to interfere or not interfere? Just say it.
0: But I think, like, there's maybe something there. I mean, I think that gets way too convoluted. But I really do think that the, the writers of this movie are saying, like, no, they don't get involved with conflicts. I That is the rule they establish. And they break it in every single scene. Well,
1: so let's go back. So the Eternals are created, and they're on their spaceship, um, and... Like, they they are all, like, seeing each other for the first time. Yeah. Like, we're back at the beginning of Earth, basically. And, like we said, it starts with 5000 BC in Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia. Yeah. And then we fast forward to present day. Yeah. And, um... This this was so confusing to me too, but it was early enough in the movie that I was like, Jordan, sometimes movies just have to do things that don't make sense for the to in order to serve the story, the greater uh, okay, good. Okay, yeah. So just like get over it. And I was able to get over it until immediately after the movie started talking about the movie. Uh-huh. But we cut to present day and it's we're in we're in downtown London. Yeah. And Cersei is taking a picture of that dagger that is now an artifact, which is crazy. And it's like, oh, Kind of cool, whatever.
0: But also, it's breaking the rule.
1: It is. It is. But we've established that. But she's like taking a picture of it and she's like looking through filters on her phone to post it, I guess, which I thought was weird.
0: That was. But not, very- but not
1: too weird. Probably. But it was
0: also like, it's like, wait, this is a five second shot to see her scroll through Instagram? Huh?
1: It was a little like the person. The- no one uses phones in the, who's in the production of this movie or, or whatever. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where it's like people do this all the time and it's like they do, but not like that. <laughs> so then she gets a, her alarm goes off on her phone and she's like, oh crap, I'm late. She goes down into the underground, the subway to go to some school where she's like a guest speaker and... And her the 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 teacher is like her boyfriend Jon Snow. I know that's not his name, but that's all I know him as. Well,
0: his acting name or his re- his real life name is Kit Harrington. Okay. But you can call him John Snow. I, I think his that's name's fine. Dane.
1: Um, but she she's late to guest speak at a <laughs> yeah, school yeah. for like children, like like a middle school. Well, and, and it's I, I don't get that I like know what, it, like that's not good enough. You gotta show me what her morning was like. Why yeah. Do, why was well, she late right now? It's like it's like
0: I guess she, they're trying to show she's relatable or something. But
1: it, but it's weird because no one's relatable. I'll just break that one yeah. right now.
0: But but it's like it's like oh, this is like a total Peter Parker moment.
1: But it but, but if it was but Peter
0: it, Parker, it'd be like oh crap, there's a burglar. No, truly, I gotta stop this truly, burglar.
1: It, it felt kind of like inexper- inexperienced writing, where it's just yeah. like. Oh, I'm late to this thing where I have to talk, and then she's in this classroom, and she says, "What's an apex predator?" And like the kids are answering, and the scene's like ten seconds long. Yeah, it's so short. And an earthquake happens, and and
0: she uses her powers. She uses
1: her powers to save. Also, a kid. by the way,
0: as far as the rule goes for no human interact, no human conflicts, she is teaching human children. I know. Okay. That's one of the most formidable things well, that can happen to a human.
1: Is that, being taught. That doesn't quite make sense. I mean, if anything, though, like that—that that I think you can bend it a little bit. The rule to to be te- to teach because you do you've experienced it, so you would be a good teacher. Yeah. Of just recounting history, and it does kind of make me think of like Wonder Woman being um, like an artifacts person. Like she's a historian. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah. For someone who's immortal. Yeah. But then. Then we cut to like a nightclub.
0: Well, and the, the, just the reason I'm being so nitpicky, yeah, is is this rule? If they were like no human conflict, and they just kind of were like we got to stay out of wars, and they yeah, kind of yeah. left it at that, I'd be fine with that. Honestly, but the fact that they keep circling around yeah. to it and being like, no, you can't interfere at all, but you can show them a plow. and then they're like, no, you're not allowed to be around them, but you're okay to have a family, but you're allowed to this, but you're it's like just don't make the rule this. Like, you, you. this is a bad rule for this universe because you're breaking it every single
1: All the time. Okay. All the time. So then we're, like, in this nightclub. Yeah. And it's Jon Snow's birthday. And... and
0: the scene also just felt strange. It
1: felt so strange. I it's all so weird. And, and a lot of it, it's just, I think they don't know how to set up a movie. But um uh, Cersei is with Jon Snow. <laughs> I'm laughing because I keep calling him <laughs> Jon Snow. I, that's fine. <laughs> and... Um, it's his birthday and for her his birthday she gets him like his family crest on this ring from like the medieval times whatever and it's like that feels like a wonder woman moment of yeah. like I have access to this thing meanwhile sprite is there and what she can do is like ch- like create mirages yeah for lack of a better way of saying it so, even to herself so she makes herself appear as an older person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she's a child yeah and then she like interrupts Jon Snow and Cersei making out uh-huh. and they got to go i guess i don't know why but they got to go and then and then even this is
0: weird I, now we're getting maybe a little nitpicky yeah. but it's it's almost like now that i know that the movie's bad when i look back i'm like oh even those scenes i thought i was okay with are bad for some reason, Jon Snow is walking like in front of them, and Sprite and Cersei's are having a private conversation. While oh, that that was
1: that was so bad. The conversation was so bad because and- I've I've heard it a million times in the <laughs> yeah. movie. You know, you got to tell them the truth about yourself someday. I know, I'm just waiting for the right time. He,
0: meanwhile, he's six feet in front of them. They're talking know, at full, full volume. <laughs> volume.
1: And I just, I hate, we, we've we heard this a million times, therefore we don't have to do it anymore, where it's just like, you're going to have to confront your issues at one point if you're ever going to want to have a relationship. If you really like them, you got to tell them. Yeah. And it's just like, do this in a different way or don't do this at all.
0: And and so then a deviant attacks them. They thought they'd killed them all. Yeah. Deviant attacks him. And when it does so, Sprite comes up with this great idea of making mirages everywhere to confuse the deviant. And, w- and
1: yeah, when that was happening, I'm like, nothing's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused because the, the blocking wasn't very good.
0: I, I did, and, and they're just kind of walking around, and they're not trying to escape.
1: No, they're
0: just kind of walking around, and then the the deviant just like moves.
1: Well, She like, it saw it knows yeah. where we are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? I don't know. And then this bus flips.
1: And so and Cersei can change matter.
0: Yeah, and so she turns it into rose petals.
1: Yeah. And Micah thought that she killed everyone in the bus, but I'm pretty positive that it was just the bus driver that who who like was in the bus and he survived.
0: I would I would like to see just that one scene to see if that's true i mean i
1: wouldn't put it past them because they,
0: they make a big deal about how because this movie is already showing that it can't follow rules that it sets up for itself and in that scene I, I just was like because later she says i can't do things that are um that have a life in them i can't yeah. change them yeah i can only change like material yeah. things in,
1: in inanimate objects.
0: yeah inanimate objects and so i was confused by that scene But maybe I just thought that a bus would have more than one person. Yeah.
1: So, um, they're they this is all happening and then Icarus swoops in. Yeah. And he has laser beam eyes and he can fly. And he starts fighting the deviant. Yeah. And you find out like her Icarus and Cersei like have a past. Like like a that used to have a relationship. And so it's like, oh, kinda tension that he's back, I guess, but we'll deal with this later. And he starts fighting the deviant and then just kind of, like, pushes the deviant into the water. <laughs> and then we resume with our night. Very weird. Come on. Guys, we're not idiots. We know that if something is thrown into water, it's not dead. <laughs> and that, So, were you, uh,
0: were, was that where I was were you, so
1: mad um, right so there. So, right there?
0: Wow. Well, so, well, you're no, 20 minutes I shouldn't, in. I shouldn't,
1: I shouldn't, I'm so mad right now. Yeah. When I was watching the movie yesterday, I was probably just like, really? That's it? I was so short. And like we just saw it go into water. It emerged from the water. It swims. So it's not dead. (laughs) And your your sole purpose, your sole purpose for being created and being sent to this planet was to kill them. I don't care about Jon Snow anymore. He can go fart in the wind or something. You gotta kill You gotta like you gotta kill this thing. That's the only thing that matters (laughs) anymore. But they just let it go into the river.
0: Yeah. And then they travel to South Dakota. For the first well, no, no, no,
1: time. No, not quite yet. Oh,
0: okay, okay. I
1: Because her and Jon Snow gotta talk again. Yes. And he's like, So this is why you won't move in with me. And he's like, So how long did you and I- were you and Icarus together? And it's like, oh like five thousand years and he's yeah. like, Oh, I guess that would be a long term relationship. And then then she, you know, obviously has not been very forthcoming with him for all these reasons. And then she just hugs him and says, I'm sorry. I have to go. Yeah. And that's how she says it.
0: And here's another thing that's weird. Until the post-credit scene, the last post-credit yeah. scene, I was like, why did they hire Kit Harrington for this? Because Game of Thrones is, for better or worse, one of the biggest shows ever. And he was one of made. the biggest
1: characters, right?
0: He was one of the guys. Like,. In an ensemble show, he's, like, one of the guys that you remember specifically.
1: I've seen only part of the first season, and that's one of the few characters that I know.
0: Yeah. So, I, the whole movie, I'm like, why is he in
1: this? Yeah.
0: Like, he he could get a bigger gig than this, I think. Yeah. Um. But then at the end of the movie, they set up that he's this character called Black Knight. who Or he's, like, heir to this character, Black Knight. And then you hear Mahershala Ali's voice say... Are you sure you're ready for this? So that is the first appearance of Blade in the MCU. So
1: is Black Knight a bad guy? because no. they made me believe that that sword is like evil.
0: Or maybe he is. I don't know.
1: Maybe he is heir, like his whoever well, was the Black Knight was evil.
0: Actually, I did take a little note. Um, the original Black Knight's descendant and the supervillain Black Knight's nephew. Supervillain. villain. He inherited a mystical sword that carried a curse and took the black and took the Black Knight name to help restore honor. So the that original like Black a, Knight was a villain.
1: Okay, that sounds like a cool story.
0: Then this guy is like reclaiming the honor, and he has had a long he he has been a longtime member of the Avengers, various incarnations, as well as the Defenders, Ultra Force Heroes for Hire, and M- MI thirteen.
1: Okay, I'm pretty here for that. That sounds cool.
0: Yeah, what was cool about that post credit scene though is I was like, as much as I'm personally not much of a fan of like medieval stuff, I was kind of like, this might look pretty interesting in this universe. I'm into it. And then once I heard that it was Mahershala Ali's voice, Chloe Zhao confirmed, because no one knew whose voice that was. I
1: couldn't I couldn't get a bearing on it. Yeah. Because he sounded different.
0: And we know he's going to be Blade. I was like, okay, Blade, Black Knight, that's interesting. Throw in Ghost Rider, and you got yourself a little <gasps> stew.
1: Are they going to do a Ghost Rider?
0: I hope so. They got to do a Ghost Rider. Yeah. That would be cool. And yeah. if they're getting into, you know, because that's kind of like a little bit more darker material. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about Black Knight. That sounds like darker material. Yeah. But Blade certainly is. Throw in, throw in Ghost Rider. I just and, hope Blade is cool. It's going to be cool. It will. So um, then they travel to South Dakota, a place that they go to in this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Chloe must be from South Dakota, right? Maybe. I think they go to South Dakota a bunch in um, Nomadland, too, I think.
1: I don't know about that.
0: Um, and they find Ajak, everybody's favorite character, Ajak,
1: who was Selma Hayek.
0: And she's the leader, and she's been killed by a deviant. Yeah, oh no, now we got to get the crew back together. And um, her
1: sphere thing that allows her to talk with Erishim goes into Cersei.
0: Yeah,
1: so she is now like able to talk to him. Yes, so basically, like Ajak chose her to become the new leader. Yeah. Twitch is just like, oh, gosh.
0: Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then after
1: that. we Then we go to a flashback. I think we go to Babylon.
0: I think it's Babylon. I think it's
1: Babylon. So, like, we're on the outer walls of it, and there are deviants, and they're fighting them, and it's the whole crew together because it's a flashback. Uh-huh. And the action is just kind of whatever for me, I have to say. It, is. it was a little hard to follow, yeah. And maybe I don't know if that comes down to like the animation. I don't. I don't really know. It just was kind of confusing for me. I, I think the
0: powers don't look cool. I, I think, think, think so that's too. a big problem. I think a
1: big issue with that for me is um, they they just like don't do it to their strengths because they're kind of boring, and they shouldn't be. One uh-huh. character can change the properties of an of an object. That's cool. And she changes them into, like, cool things, but they're just never very interesting to me. Yeah. And, like, another character creates, like, illusions. And it's just, the, the, I just don't think they ever make them interesting enough to me. And, like, another character is just really strong, and that's just kind of boring at this point because they all are. Yeah. And then another dude has laser beam for eyes, and it's like, I don't know, I've seen it. Yeah. And I know that that's me just criticizing a comic book.
0: But still, I but mean like
1: it's just I don't think that they like played to the superhero's strengths.
0: And and I think like if there's any Marvel characters to adapt really heavily, it can be these characters. No nobody is like I I'm a diehard Eternals fan. Yeah. There there's nobody out there like that. Yeah. You know, you got your X-Men's, you got your Fantastic Force, all the other characters, but nobody's like defending Eternals except for people who just love Jack Kirby. And yeah. are like, well, it's Jack Kirby, so I love it. Like, yeah. by default. Um, so, at this
1: I gotta say, juncture, I think the, the only parts that were interesting were Angelina. I know. It's like, oh, okay, she's an action star. They, like, let her do stuff.
0: Yeah. She does cool stuff. I like her look.
1: I like her look, and I like her weapon. I think that the design is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so But all she is made to do is fight. Yep. Like character written wise. So.
0: And again, she's defined by an illness that she has.
1: Yeah. And I, for most of the movie, she can't fight.
0: Yeah. Well, and so what's it. weird is like, so speaking about like, we might jump around a little bit here, but like the illness thing is weird to me because in the scene and, and I think it might've been this scene or maybe earlier where I was like, uh Oh, I mean, this is really not doing it for me. Yeah. Um, was when they were like, Oh, she's mind weary. And I'm like, I don't know what mind weary means. Yeah. And then immediately they go, they go, uh, it's because she has so many memories and they're all coming to the surface, she can't figure out who she is. And then immediately after that, they're like, but here's the great thing. We can just erase your memories. Yeah. So it's like right off the bat, they establish something and then they establish the solution without letting you sit in it at all. Yeah. And that's yeah, isn't because, that in the Babylon scene? Because then she's no, like, "No, I don't like, want to be." This is
1: like Teconti Clan, you know, Mexico or Central America. Oh, um, Aztecs. there are so many it's flashbacks not Aztecs, I don't remember. It's not Mayans; it's the other one, or maybe Aztecs. Are these? I can't remember. It's that. It's the T word. That's hard for me to pronounce. Yeah, with um, the really cool pyramids, like square ones, um, and yeah, so that's where that happens. What was I gonna say about it? Yeah, it's just because it is interesting—an idea of like she is losing. She's she's going crazy because basically the the weight of all of the lives that she's lived, um, which we don't know thousand, that yet. Well, no, no, no. But like, let's say we didn't even—that's not even a thing. Just uh-huh. the thousands of years they've been alive. Her mind is like going crazy because that's not—it's. Does that make sense? Like she can't handle. Yeah. Oh, I like that, the that idea. Many centuries of being alive, and so.
0: But it goes from she she I goes know, I crazy. Know, oh, it's almost like to, as
1: if she has all this guilt, uh-huh. or maybe what she has done or hasn't done because apparently I'm not supposed to interfere with human conflict, and she's probably <laughs> yeah. seen a lot of people die. Yeah. So like all of this like guilt has been sitting on her. But like you said, they're just like yeah, but we can fix it.
0: Yeah, and then she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And then instead of it being like, well, then what are we going to do? Immediately, they're like, okay, well, we just got to keep a close eye on her and just be prepared to yeah. kill her if we and have to. And then
1: another dude's like, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, can't, huh? can he do that, though? Like, you were about to erase her memories, and then this guy's leaving. And I guess I would just assume that either he's gonna, you're going to have to kill him. Because he's the one that controls people's minds. And you're just going to let and him he leave. And says,
0: he says, I'm going to control people's minds because I'm not going to keep he up literally with
1: it. Said, <laughs> he <laughs> literally said, I'm going to go be a god. Yeah. And left. And they did nothing.
0: And he pulls up on his Apple Music, he pulls up on Jesus' track, I think three or four, I Am a God by Kanye West. He bumps it, puts on his Dre headphones in, you know, 500 BC yeah. and walks down.
1: He's, he's omnipresent, so he has access to those parts of history and brings them back to the past and to the future. Yeah. But he's all things at once.
0: Which was actually one of the more interesting details of the movie.
1: Yeah. But,
0: yeah, so, like, Druig, he, he just goes, yeah, I'm just going to control people's minds. And they're all like, okay. I know we're not supposed to uh, do anything with human conflict, and that should have obviously been a fight right there, where they yeah. go, no, we can't allow you to do that.
1: And then, this was the resolution of that whole part. Is Ajax saying... You're all free to go. Yeah,
0: we killed all the deviants. It's fine.
1: So go. Pip, pip. It's time to live your life. And it's like, but we can't live a life. No, but you are supposed to live a life now. So just go.
0: And so, okay. It's it's
1: just weird because like their their whole lives are like kind of a lie because they were always like promised to kind of like go back to their planet. Uh And they find out that that planet doesn't exist. And it's like, well, shouldn't you have been like distracting them? When the deviants were done, like maybe let them in like, like they, they were given this divine purpose to to defeat all the deviants, which they apparently did. Apparently. But then they're like, okay, so what do you do next? Well, you can't go home.
0: You don't have to go home, but you can't stay stay here.
1: (laughs) But, but truly it's like, so what, they just have to like roam the earth. Yeah. But they can't help anybody. Yeah. But they're sentient, and they have feelings, and they're moral beings.
0: And if they had stuck to no human conflict, I think that would have been pretty interesting. If she's like, let's break up right now, we have to. And if the deviants ever come back, we'll get back together, whatever. And then they all have to live in isolation. But they're like, nope, we're just hanging out, doing our own things. We have families now. We're, it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I don't get it. I don't get it. Now,
0: so that is like the first... Two hours of the movie. Now we're gonna talk about the next two hours of the movie because yeah. there's like eighteen hours to this movie. It's so stinking long. Well, we, I started fidgeting for the last hour, yeah. and I don't fidget in movies. Yeah. And I uh, here's the other thing, folks. I kind of had to go to the bathroom, just kind of. And I I kind of just wanted to leave for a couple of minutes just to kind of clear my head. And I thought, nah, but this is a podcast. I I can't leave, so I just stayed in there. But there was a moment where I was like, I could just leave. I really wouldn't miss anything. But Mm. for you guys, I couldn't do it. Mm. So please sign up for our Patreon. This month we're doing Scooby-Doo. Next month we're doing Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. And I got the Christmas show coming up. And let's get to 50 patrons this year. What do you think? I think so. If you've been been wondering, if you've been thinking about it, sign up for Patreon. It's in the episode notes, patreon.com slash Micah McCaw. Please, please, please. And please rate us and review us on Apple.
1: Okay, so where are we at in this movie? So we kind of skipped around. So we were in Babylon, and then I think we go back to the present. And they, ha- they go to who first? Oh, they go to Angelina Jolie and the other guy. No, no, no. They go they to, to Kamal.
0: Now, this is where it lost me. Yeah. They do this Bollywood dance number. Kind of fun. And I was yeah. like, that's when I chuckled. Because I was like, okay, this is something. This is visually interesting. I could get into this. He has, you know, because he didn't want he wanted to avoid human conflict. He becomes one of the most influential Bollywood actors of all time, mm. and he continues to be like the grandson and the grandson and the grandson, and they're all the same person. But at least he's not interfering with human history. Wait a second. Um, he. Uh, but their whole thing is they're like, we hired Kamal Nanjiani, we gotta make him la- like. Do jokes all the time and he's supposed to be an egotistical actor in the movie and not a single thing he says lance oh, not uh, a one it
1: just wasn't funny to me but it was pretty checked out by this point so
0: but the guy who follows him around and does the documentary camera i think having reflected on the movie a little bit he was funny i'm giving him the best performance of he the He was movie. cute
1: let me look him up um i yeah i i think when i was watching the movie because i was pretty soured on the whole thing yeah, and just was just like, well, at least that guy's funny, even though I'm like not laughing at any of it. <laughs> yeah, um, Harish Patel. That's who it is. He's also in Run Fat Boy Run, um, and then he's also in Today's Special, Four weddings and a funeral, but not the one. I think it's like a remake.
0: Wait, which what's what year?
1: 2019.
0: It's a show. Oh. Oh. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff actually. No cool. nothing I've seen, but he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, he he was actually really good in this. And so they collect Kumail. There's some really cringy like documentary stuff that they do where Kumale's trying to be like, I'm filming us, the Eternals, and there's a lot of jokey stuff. And I mean, I'll just say it, and it this is okay. This is okay. Not every director can do everything. I don't think Chloe Zhao is a comedic director. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. They don't all have to be. And actually, I think... Well, no. I think this movie could have lightened up even a little bit more. It was a a little too self-serious, even with all the jokes.
1: Yeah, and they were just like... Because they had to round everyone up, they had to explain things so many times. So, like, they kept having to explain that Ajax was dead. And then, so, they get him... (laughs) That's uh, true, yeah. They fly to... Um, wherever Angelina Jolie and the other guy have been living for the past hundreds yeah. of years. Um, and she's still, I guess, crazy. Like like she's still experiencing an illness and he's still protecting her. And the it was during this scene that Cersei is, has a conversation with Arishem Yeah, about everything. He tells her everything. So not only does he reinforce why they were sent here, he also tells them that their purpose was to remain here even after the deviants were gone. Okay, no, this was, I was a little lost on this. Uh-huh. So, celestials basically created the universe, but celestials are not even eternal. They perish at some point. Therefore, more have to be created every thousands, millions yeah. of years. And then at one point.
0: When they perish, they create like a universe, I think is the idea. Something
1: like that. So. But at one point, and maybe it was this celestial, he, like, created deviance. It sounded like population control or to, like, it was to encourage evolution.
0: But then he said something about it being an accident.
1: But well, there was, like, a flaw in them. And I don't really understand what the flaw is other than they just kill people.
0: Also, there was a shot where, like, it's showing that happening And I don't know if you noticed this, but the deviant, uh, there's these two people standing there. The person
1: just standing there and watching? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: The deviant attacks the other person, and then the other person that's with the attacker is just watching the deviant for a while, and then she takes off running, like, yelling. But it's, it's like, way past when... Maybe
1: it was shock, okay? No. It's an alien species. We don't know how they react to things. (laughs) So, I guess that's how it was explained. Therefore, the Eternals had to be created to keep the deviants in check which just sounds so convoluted and it's like and and i think it's one of those things where it's like the celestial while creating things is not necessarily all powerful Uh so it can't just like by a snap of its fingers eradicate deviants like it basically to solve that problem he has to create another one which is the eternals yeah and then to go even further Eternals are created to control deviants and they've been doing it on planets for millions of years. Mm -hmm. Why does it keep happening? For one, the deviant thing. Why does that keep happening? I don't get it. And then he explains that when planets are created, basically there's a baby celestial in the core and when the earth reaches a certain population, it gives the celestial enough energy to like birth itself out of the planet yeah that part i was i thought that was cool
0: here's now here's where i think it's weird yeah so uh, this is skipping toward the end and the ideology of this movie so the movie is kind of talking about global warming and climate change because they talk about how like the earth's core is heating up the earth is heating up that will allow the earth to be destroyed and then this celestial to create a new universe okay, there there's something there. There's some stuff there. I, I like the ideas, um. you know, okay. But then they, they follow it out with, you know, they freeze the Celestial at the end of the movie, and then they have this line where they say, we did it, we froze the Celestial, and now, I think they said something like, the Earth's temperature's fine now. So it's like this movie kind of brings up... Oh, they do say that? I'm pretty sure they said oh. something to that effect. Which made me think, like, so you're saying the solution to the climate crisis is nothing?
1: This is where I got on this movie. So they explain all of this stuff. And then the Eternals are like, we can't let that happen. These people are, they're innocent. They, they, they don't deserve this. Hold on. I'm going to cough.
0: <coughs> don't cough. Please don't <laughs> cough. She's still coughing. But I don't want to edit that well, out.
1: I'm not enjoying this movie at this point. Yeah. Clearly. And they're explaining all these things, and they're saying, we can't let this happen. And I'm just thinking, who are you to say this shouldn't happen? Apparently, this has been happening for millions of years. Uh Therefore, it should probably happen, because he said, the the Ereshim said, if this doesn't happen, worlds and universes will die. Uh This is the order of things. So by them saying, we will not allow this to happen, you're just damning the universe right yeah. is that what they're saying Well,
0: and, and what's crazy is there's a point where and i what what makes me more frustrated is with the with the climate change and what you're discussing right here like overpopulation yeah and then this potential universe happening they're bringing them up and those are like fascinating ideas yeah. and i think even keeping it within the mcu and the world you can make some pretty intense statements about all those things yeah But then at the end of the movie, they go, no, it's fine.
1: Well, they don't ever say, like, there's got to be another way. Well, I think they kind of said that, but there's no solution.
0: (laughs) Here's what I think is insane. So they're trying to discuss how they're going to do this. And then um, uh, I think uh, Cersei says, well, if or they say you need to turn the celestial and kill it. And she says, there's got to be another way. Is there a way we can successfully, like make it come out of the earth without destroying it. And they just go, no. But it's like, that's how movies work. You figure out that know, option. And
1: this, is, this also doesn't make sense because I, Arishem said this, man. He said, if this doesn't happen, worlds and universes and galaxies yes. will die. So then all of this happens. Heroes succeed. That Celestial does not come out of the earth. Therefore, the earth is not destroyed. And at the end of the movie, they're like arrested by Arishem. And he's like, I, I have decided to spare this earth. But your memories will decide on if it's worth it and if it will really be spared. And so it's like, okay, so now he's just taking it back what he said. The, the earth yeah. doesn't have to be destroyed in order for the universe to continue on existing. And that I makes would say, no sense. without even
0: going outside of the Marvel Universe, they had a situation like this, where a man, a mad titan came, and he snapped his fingers, and half of the population of everything went away. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. And then, in Avengers Endgame, it's been five years, and Tony Stark has a daughter. And he goes, and he joins the team after being reluctant, and he says, we can only do this if we bring everything back, but we don't lose what we got. I can't lose what we have because he doesn't want to lose yeah. his daughter. Yeah. And so the movie has to creatively and well written figure out how do we bring everybody back and not lose the five years? They can't snap and go back to when yeah. they were fighting Thanos. Yeah. And that is, that's what they needed to do with this movie. You can't yeah. set up these stakes and then just be like, well, actually, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Never mind. And I know maybe you're saying, well, at the end, they arrest the main character. But I'm like,
1: yeah, but. But I'd never cared about them in the first place. <laughs> also, you never presented that there were some kind of like legal system.
0: Yeah. It's just, again, this movie brings up rules and doesn't follow them. No. Now here's something that drove me nuts. Um, Again, this movie shot really nicely looks nice, but here's something that drove me nuts. And, In our Scream 4 episode, we actually talked about this. Um, Our guest, oh, Mike almost down. Our guest, Tom Lorenzo, he talked about how, or maybe it was Mike. I think they were both talking about this. But they talked about how in movies, modern movies, a lot of times they have a twist in the movie. But it's not something that you could have figured out because it wasn't set up. Yeah. And this movie does that. And I think it's really stupid how it does it, because yeah. the main character Icarus, at some point, there's been no information that if you rewatch this movie, you go, oh,
1: no, 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 no gun I in the see. closet.
0: There's no gun in the closet or in the drawer that oh, that yeah. um, that Icarus is actually working on behalf of this higher order, but he turns on all of them, and they treat it like it's this big twist. And when that happened, I thought. How come they didn't just tell us this right away? So the whole time we were like, uh-oh, he's going to break. that
1: guy. Oh my gosh, they're trusting that guy. They want him to be his leader. Would have given
0: leaders. so much more intensity. But instead, they don't do it. You find out he killed Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. And it's just kind of like, okay, why treat this like a twist? I didn't know any of this information. This is all new information to me. It's yeah. not a twist. Don't treat it like it's a twist. Yeah. So, I mean, that drove me nuts too.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay, wait. So we had the big exposition dump yeah and then and then everyone's like okay we're with you on making sure this doesn't happen to which we've already explained how that just doesn't make sense yeah and then then where do they go next i think it's another flashback i think this is when we go to technoc the 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 city where all of the people there's a war going on Oh, I thought um, we already
0: talked about we that. We did. Kinda. We did.
1: I'm just saying, I think that's what happens next. Okay. I think. Yeah. Maybe not. And then and then they go to the Amazon.
0: And, and Oh, and by the way, Kit Harrington is just like nowhere to be seen. He's on like a FaceTime call at one point.
1: And he's. In, no, he's on a FaceTime call in the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, where at one point they're in there and she's, she gets a call from him and Camille's like, How are you getting service in here? I'm not getting anything. And it's like she shouldn't be getting anything. Yeah. They're in the Amazon rainforest. And then she has a crystal clear FaceTime yeah. call with him. Crazy. Yeah. Whatever. So they're in the Amazon Rainforest because um Druig is here and he's like kind of established a cult. Yeah. And they're... that could have been
0: cool if they did anything with
1: it. Yeah, but they didn't. So he has been like You're mind-controlling people, I guess. Yeah. And they're trying to recruit him. And this is kind of what I was saying earlier. So now that we have this big exposition dump and we all know what's going to happen, they have to meet up with Druig, Faustus, Faustus, and then Merit something. Mm -hmm. They have to, like, three more times, we have to see a moment where that character is like, so you're saying that the world's going to end?
0: This movie's two hours and thirty-seven minutes. Let's wrap this up.
1: Yeah. It's just so much time wasted. So then they're trying to like recruit him back. I don't really remember his response to the whole thing, but then deviants show up and there's a fight scene.
0: Yeah, this is the revenant scene. Yes. And she turns a deviant into a tree.
1: She does. That was and a then,
0: nice shot. And that um, was cool. That looked like maybe it was a practical effect. That it does. that tree, it looked, it looked cool. cool.
1: Gilgamesh dies yeah and one deviant has been like able to like suck people's powers out of them,
0: yeah, which will lead into the twist with Icarus,
1: yes, I, I guess, so then like this guy, though at this point becomes like a being, like a like humanoid. it can talk now, uh-huh, and it leaves, we find out more later. I'm just trying to remember,
0: yeah, I mean, I think we can kind of blaze through and get to the end, right,
1: okay, well, so they get Druig and then they go to. Then They're gonna get Faustus, and he is living in Chicago. He's got a family. Um, but there was a, f- a mini flashback before that where there his is- husband
0: doesn't know how to throw a football, which is always funny. It's in always movies. funny
1: to watch actors do sports things, yeah, um, who are not athletic, yeah. Um, but before that, we're in Hiroshima right when the atomic bomb oh, went off, yeah, <laughs> and yes. that was just like kind of crazy to me. Um I don't know what I mean by that, but so like, like,
0: so fast, fastest, is that his name? Fastest, something like that. Brian, he, he looks at Hiroshima and he says, if I hadn't, (laughs) he says the thing we've been complaining about. Fastos. Fastos. He's been, he says what we've been complaining this whole time. He's like, if we hadn't have interfered and helped them develop, this wouldn't have happened. So I'm done. I don't want to help them anymore. Someone who's
1: not really enjoying the movie at this point, I'm like, yeah. You're right. <laughs> I
0: know. It's like, yeah. This is, I guess, your fault. You weren't supposed to do that. That was established day one. Yeah. But you gave someone a dagger right off the bat. Yeah. and But it, it, the thing is, too, it's not played like we, it, it's not like agreeing with them that they did this. I know. You know what I
1: mean? I know, yeah.
0: Because it could be like, oh my gosh, we did do this. Let's reckon with that. It's just like, no, come on. This was going to happen either way. We just helped him advance.
1: Right, yeah, right. Like, what are you talking about? I, I don't know.
0: And if you know anything about the butterfly effect, this movie hurts to watch. Because yeah. I'm like, even the fact that he has a family, he's affecting
1: I know, humanity. that's crazy. So, like, before before we get to them, they're like, oh, Fastos has, like, sworn off humans. Like, he, he's not he's not participating anymore. And it's like, oh, he's participating. If he has a husband and a kid. And a child. And a house where he probably pays taxes and In votes. In a city. Like, he he (laughs) is participating in society. You can't think about this
0: movie too hard. He's probably
1: participating more than anyone else (laughs) in this movie. And you're telling us that he doesn't? He has more to fight for than anyone else.
0: But now, granted, I will say that Icarus says, so you're out of this whole thing? And then he laser beams a door, and there's, like, a shield there? Yeah. So they do kind of say, like, okay... Then there's the great moment where he says that it's actually an IKEA table. Yeah. And the whole audience stands up, cheers and laughs and starts chanting, "We love IKEA, we love IKEA, we love IKEA." Yeah. Give us those meatballs. Well,
1: it was weird. Everyone's like eyes rolled into the back of their heads and yeah. started like it was glowing red and uh-huh. they all started marching. Yeah. Like to the beat of some IKEA song I've never heard before and they were like "consumerism, consumerism." <laughs> it was weird.
0: And then, and then this um, this woman ran up to the TV with a huge. She was in a runner's outfit, and she runs up with a huge mallet and throws it into the TV, and it explodes. Is that
1: that commercial? And it's uh,
0: directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, so all of this has happened. We're at the final battle. Okay. They have to use a uni not. They're not. Well, I was just Spe- skipping. I know, I
1: know, but I know, what I know do you but wanna... like this movie just like
0: it drags. Get
1: there, man. So they still have to get to the other character who I forgot existed.
0: You know that feeling if if you live in town and you, you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to walk to this location because I want to get a little exercise. And you start walking, and about halfway there, you go, oh, I wish I would have driven. <laughs> That's the feeling that this movie is. The other,
1: Makari. They they still got to get to Makari, who's been living on the spaceship. Who's the, the, the fast person. The, oh, the, the fast, fast person. One. Yeah. The, the, oh, the, the yeah. Flash.
0: They forgot about they her. Forgot about they forgot They straight up forgot they about. They straight her. up forgot.
1: So like, this is crazy. So they have to go find her, and she's on the ship. She's mm-hmm. been like living there in a. This is also this didn't make sense to me. So the ship is. So they have to go to like present day Iraq, and the ship is buried in the sand and the dirt. I'm uh, presuming. from centuries of just being there inactive because they haven't needed it. But they raise it from the dirt. And she's been living there the whole time. And there's, like, bags of potato chips and Twinkies in there. How'd they get in there?
0: I didn't even think about that.
1: I don't get that. It's just so not
0: well thought out.
1: She's been just, like, holed up here, I think, just waiting to go home the whole time. But I guess somehow she's been getting out for (laughs) snacks. And I She is fast. So... Well, that's true. She is fast.
0: But I, that doesn't affect the fact well, it that... Well, could
1: explain her getting Twinkies. Um, in Iraq. Um, but, so, they're there. And then this also was just kind of like, I don't need it, guys. I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Where Drew is there, and they're like, her and him are like flirting, and it's like, oh, I've always liked you. And it's like, guys, we're too far in the movie for you to establish this. I don't care. Let's just keep it going. Well, they
0: they did have some flirtatious stuff at the uh, in their flashbacks. But it's just
1: like, Kind I actually kind of kinda
0: liked that. You no, know, like
1: the the chemistry was cute. Yeah, but it, but it was just like, why are you? You guys have been around for thousands of years. So, ever since Druid like left, uh-huh. abandoned everyone, and not within those thousands of years, eventually they were like, I think we should try to make this work. Maybe. Yeah. Nope. So, by the way, we glossed over the sex scene. By the way. Yeah, Which there's a sex scene. never happened in a Marvel movie and was surprising. I it was, was surprising.
0: It was surprising. It uh, was like, it reminded me of like 20 years ago, every PG-13 movie.
1: But it's just weird because it's Marvel.
0: Oh, yeah. And and PG-13 movies like don't have sex scenes in them anymore. Yeah. So it, it was like, whoa. It was I,
1: weird.
0: I knew because it had made headlines that there's sex in the movie. It's two shots. But yeah. um, I I was like... I was like, oh, I, I I, don't know why, but in my head, because there were headlines about it, I'm thinking like, oh, this is going to be like... Full on. Not full on, but like <laughs> like really pushing a PG-13 rating. And then uh, we watched it, I'm like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> no, you're right about that. You're right about my that. My
0: expectation was just so much different from what it was. But anyway, they go to the final boss.
1: So they're all going to, like, work together with these ring bracelet things to, like, be hive mind or something.
0: Icarus says, I'm going to stop you guys because this needs to happen. And Sprite goes, okay, goes with him. And then they, they make a reference to how Sprite's always been in love with him. Couldn't you tell? Not set up at all. No. Then Kumail, so this is what I mean by I think Chloe is trying to subvert expectations. Because then Kumail says... There's no way we can take him, even combined. I'm out. I'm not going to fight.
1: Well, no, but, he, but he's like, I've always been on your side. Yeah. But I can't exactly fight against my family.
0: And then, folks.
1: We don't see him until the end of the movie.
0: He does not fight. No. Now, that is a classic, like, obviously, I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, he's going to show up at the last second, give him the last juice they need, and then they'll be able to freeze the Celestial. He doesn't show up at all.
1: Which is, I know he's had some other action. Uh, Pre- pre- previous in the movie but i did think oh kumail got in shape for nothing <laughs> yeah
0: it does feel like that yeah it does and and i know that he he did get in shape because he wanted to be he's pakistani right mm-hmm.
1: the, um, the first pakistani superhero like physique and type yeah and all he wanted that. to yeah.
0: represent that culture and be like look yeah like this is impressive and i i think that's really cool that he wanted to do that but it is kind of like huh yeah for this you oh okay yeah And, and so he leaves and then at the end of the movie, they're just like, Hey, thanks for nothing. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I'll be around to do nothing next time.
1: Like he seems like he, there's like no guilt or remorse really. (laughs) Nope.
0: He's like, ah, whatever. There's something
1: also at the end that I didn't get, but we'll get to it.
0: So, but, but what I want to say though is I think that's, that's her being like, what if we, what if we did this? What if we had a character leave and they just left?
1: No, but that's not true. They just forgot.
0: It doesn't work. It doesn't. So they fight for a long time. Yeah. The fights are semi-decent. I don't want to like totally disregard them. Yeah. But um, at least this last section. But I was just like so bored. I was like, I got to go home. I know. It was I so need to boring. go home. So
1: Angelina Jolie fights the deviant. And at this point, it's like, guys, why is this deviant in this? It, it's just like having a third bad guy that doesn't yeah. need to be there. And But she defeats him, of course. Yeah. And then Icarus is being subdued so that he can't thwart their mission. And, like, um, Cer- Cersei starts doing her thing to, like, defeat... But, but there were so many shots.
0: I did, like, the design of the Celestial, and it was cool when it was coming out of the Oh,
1: I agree with that. Volcano. But there were so many times where the camera would cut to her, and she is literally just staring at a volcano,
0: not yeah. doing anything. It, it looked like the actor was standing there, and they they had started rolling the cameras and they hadn't called action yet cuz she was just kind of like standing there
1: just whatever and it didn't seem like she was stressed as in terms of like what do i do it was
0: it was so bad right yeah. there
1: so she gets stabbed by spray who then gets hit in the head by a rock by Druig and then the the stab doesn't seem to really affect Cersei and that was another confusing thing that I had with this is all of the Eternals have different types of powers one is like super strong but they all seem to be like pretty strong at some point like they can take a hit they can get thrown around uh-huh um but sometimes it felt inconsistent in terms of pain like absolutely how much pain a yeah, i couldn't would take.
0: figure out what so she gets stabbed the power was.
1: through the abdomen by a dagger and it's it's you know it feels and then like, she
0: just casually looks at a volcano again.
1: Well, yeah, but then it feels like okay, she might die now, and like Selma was the only one that could heal wounds, so like she probably this this might be a she's gonna do in the last second save everything, and then she's gonna be swooped off. Or it's like
0: the deviant. They've made a big deal about how the deviant can heal now. Maybe it says I need to help. Yeah, and it heals her. Yeah. But they're just like, no, it's fine.
1: I'm, I I just made the knife water, and it's like, yeah, but you still got a wound through you. I don't get it. So,
0: can we can we just get to where Cer- Cersei and Icarus Icarus share their moment?
1: Yeah, which okay, gotta say, I thought this was sweet.
0: I think this scene was excellent. I will go so far as to say it was excellent. It was yeah. fantastic. And if the rest of the movie was good. That would have been like the perfect capper to and the and it
1: was it was great that he cried a lot. The actor cried a lot.
0: I don't even Icarus that.
1: did. I just felt like he cried a lot during this part. So like he he oh just a, like streaming, yeah, like yeah. he almost ugly crying.
0: But we're not explaining and what happened.
1: So yeah, so he is there. He is full on just going to stop her. Yeah, and he he's trying to, but he can't do it. And that they, they both kind of have like a shared memory going back down memory lane about their life, like they're married. Uh-huh. and them falling in love together and becoming married and being together and like realizing she is trying so hard to fight for this world because of their love yeah like, that's, that, that's beautiful her motivation and in, in that moment that's why that's why he realizes why she's fighting so hard and it it like hits even stronger because yeah. they haven't been together for a long time like he left her yeah so it's like that's that's good storytelling.
0: Yeah, but it's a powerful scene.
1: It's powerful, but the whole movie you weren't doing that, right? So it just makes it a bummer. Yeah. So he he doesn't stop her. He ends up helping, well, almost being like overtaken by the hive mind thing, mm-hmm. and she stops the celestial. Yeah, saves the day.
0: And then she gets taken away. We already talked about that. We talked about how they don't really resolve (laughs) anything. This is kind of funny
1: to me. And this is one of those things where it's like, it's a movie thing. Don't think about it too much. But I'm getting nitpicky at this point, so it's just fun. So they're still on the beach. Sprite's there. And she's like, Sprite, I think I have enough celestial power in me to make you mortal.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's like,
1: how could you possibly know that you have that power? (laughs) How could you possibly know that? And I didn't what yeah so but but the whole thing with sprite is she's always been a kid and she doesn't want to be she's always therefore been treated as one and wants nothing more than to have a human experience so she's made mortal well whatever and then we are you know it's it's sometime later sprite is it seems to be moving to like india with kingo and at one point she's like yeah if i have time in between school to do all these things and they're like, Well, you're a kid, you wanted the experience, kind of chiding her for it. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, she's been around for thousands of years and you're making her go to school. Yeah. I don't think I think we can skip the school thing and she can still have an experience. It, and again right?
0: they, they they you know, hitting this whole thing hard and they reference Peter Pan throughout the movie and stuff, and it's like, but you never explain why she is this way. So yeah. I, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. So then it then it finally ends. There's the post-credit scene that we already talked about, but then there's something else that was wild. <laughs>
1: we were freaking out.
0: So they're in the celestial ship and this portal opens up and this little troll comes out, Pip the troll, voiced by Patton Oswalt,
1: which I was happy to hear his voice cuz he's was a fun. big comic book nerd.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Um I would hope that the CG will maybe have an upgrade if he's Uh, in a movie. A
1: big effing upgrade?
0: But it's a post-credit scene. It's probably not the most attention to detail there. And then out of a portal walks someone who presents themselves as Eros, the brother of Thanos. Yeah. And it is played by (laughs) Harry Styles. One Direction's Harry Styles. And it's a little bit jarring.
1: I was so flabbergasted
0: it it and it's one of those things where it's like because this movie was so bad yeah and i think i think the script was just terrible but i think the casting was also sort of bad on yeah. like um
1: other characters
0: cersei's and um the guy who the first one who dies who's strong yeah like a couple Still of the casting, like usually the casting in marvel is perfect yeah a- almost um and this one was like this is a little hit or miss depending yeah. on the character um, so when I see Harry Styles come out, if this is Guardians three and he's walking out, I'm like, fully trust, let's go. We'll do
1: standing O for that.
0: Yeah, but in this I'm like, uh, oh, but but
1: we we did feel that way. But then you looked up the comic book character.
0: And he does have a Harry Styles and vibe. And it does
1: have a Harry Styles vibe and very charismatic looking and very handsome. So it is like, okay, I think they might have nailed yeah. it. And I don't even know as who this As long as it's is. not
0: directed by Chloe Zhao, I think it'll work. Yeah,
1: well, if they, if they allow him to potentially be fun and funny how he seemed to be in that post credit scene. Yeah. I think it'll be great.
0: Yes. No, no. I, I don't. Uh, no disrespect to Harry Styles. I'm a Harry yeah. Styles fan. No,
1: I agree with you because, because of what we had just gone through for the past two and a half hours. Yeah, it was, I was the context. Like, I was and then like, you're going to throw uh-oh. Harry Styles in my face? Yeah. I can't handle it anymore. I got to go home.
0: And then, but what was funny is I saw some stuff today that Chloe Zhao has been doing interviews and talking about how she saw Dunkirk. And when she saw Dunkirk, she was like, that's Eros.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: so, like, before she got hired for this movie, she's like, Harry Styles, that guy right there, he's Eros, which is, like, kind of cute and fun. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's eternals folks
1: my throat hurts from talking mine does too
0: <laughs> um we really hope you enjoyed this episode do you have any last things you want to say
1: no i gotta be done talking yeah, about this me
0: too um next week we start a brand new series it's bill and ted and we start our keanu reeves adventure which we'll explain in that episode and if you haven't watched the bill and ted movies i really recommend doing so
1: big recommend as someone who had not seen them prior to this podcast and being in the middle of a pandemic and it seems to be no end in sight, it's a perfect really pick me up really great do yourself a favor and watch it
0: yeah and um yeah so we'll see you next week and uh happy Thanksgiving oh no this comes out next week so in like two weeks happy Thanksgiving okay so we'll see you then uh, bye <laughs>